it's now time for the Big Ten, uh, a conference which actually has the number that it claims to have, unlike the Big 12. <laughs> the Big 12 is actually more like the Big Ten wannabes. <laughs> so. Hey, the, the Big Ten doesn't. But here's the thing. We have less than 12, but the Big Ten has more than 10. So uh, <laughs> it's hey. uh, up is down and down is up in the world of college sports. Yes, Big Ten underpromises and overdelivers, whereas the Big Twelve overpromises and underdelivers. So there you go. That's the difference. But you know, a team that doesn't underpromise and overdeliver, uh, no, overpromise and underdeliver. It's that kind of week for me, guys. It's Maryland, baby. Yes, Maryland. They beat up on Baylor, and they kept that train going all the way through UMBC. Forget you guys. Three to two win. And then Campbell swept them. 4-0, and 9-2, respectively. This team has clawed their way and gained relevancy as the top dogs in the Big Ten. And they have done it um deservedly you know they have some guys you're not you don't have any guys who are batting above 400 or even 500 uh, but you've got maxwell costs 333 batting average matt shaw 321 i mean guys all these averages are going to come down as much as we want to see guys bat for over 400 it ain't gonna happen it's just the rule of baseball the most successful guys are unsuccessful Seventy percent of the time, and that's just the way it is. But hey, you gotta love the stats of early on. You got Matt Shaw, two bombs on the year. Maxwell Costs, Costs with two bombs on the year. Luke Schlager, five stolen bases, like a maniac. It's all about that small ball. Nick Dean, that guy continues to be impressive. He's got two wins so far, a 0.00 ERA with 15 Ks. Jason Savakul coolest last name ever he's got two wins in 1.8 era 16 k's on a year so and then you got ryan ramsey coming up on the rear 2.08 era 9 k's yeah, i mean he's got two wins as well like that's your one two three punch and those are fantastic stats so a lot of a lot of people think these guys are just going to be here and gone but i think they're here to stay they're going to be repping up that bottom of the top 25 they're going to move up for sure from their current spot at believe it number 22 and you know, this is the team to beat. I expect them to move in, and I didn't know it was going to be this early, but they are here. They are here to stay. They have uh, the complete package. Uh, just not, you know, it's going to be interesting once they actually have some actual matchups, but hey, if you get the job done, then you get the recognition you deserve. Moving on into some of the others, uh, notables in the Big Ten, Purdue eight and eight and no. Uh, who I mean, whoever said Purdue is not a baseball team? I don't know what you're talking about because you can just beat up on the nerds over at Princeton, <laughs> and that's exactly what they did this past weekend. Uh, so got to give some love over to Purdue, wrapping it up in Sugarland, and then going all the way to the Holly Springs, beating up on the nerds. Whereas. The Ivy League, we don't talk about the Ivy League, but they got some powerhouses over there, so can't have too much shade for, you know, the higher-ups over at the Ivy League. But you go to Purdue, and, you know, these guys, 
If they keep winning games, they're going to give Maryland a run for their money. You got Curtis Washington Jr., seven stolen bases. Evan Albrecht, 462 batting average. And then you got Jake Jackson Smells with a 1.93 ERA, 18K. So, I mean, hey. You got flashes of greatness from Purdue. It's not just Maryland's conference. You go on over to the other teams repping the Big Ten. You got Rutgers still repping a five and one record. Michigan, you know, I expect this team to make a. They they got a solid outing. There's they're on a three game win streak. They're four and two overall. Going on over to Michigan, uh, their offense is still stout. Uh, they had a little bit of a. You know, when they were in Arlington, it was it was it was lackluster. You know, it was it wasn't it wasn't flawless. But they went back to their hometown, and they that's when they got things done. Beating up on UT Arlington, which is a school that is close to where we live, they beat them nine seven. Beat up Seton Hall eight to two. Florida International, as of this recording, they beat them sixteen to eight. So the pings of the bat. It's just, it, it, it never lets up. So good for you, uh, Michigan. Iowa, uh, repping four and two. Michigan State, three and two. You got the bottom dwellers. They're, they're not going anywhere. Uh, Rutgers is just a team that really just continues to surprise me. But again, when you face teams like UNC, Wilmington, Coastal Carolina, uh, some of these teams like Houston Baptist, who Rutgers beat up on, which was Berkman's crew. Uh, but it's glad it's good to see that Berkman is getting back in the win column because Houston Astros got to wrap it up. Uh, man, all these schools in these early weekends, it's just, you got the funniest names. And that's what I love most about these about these recasts because you get to learn all their funny little names. <laughs> so there's a lot of funny little colleges out there. But anyway... It's Maryland's show, but you got Purdue and Rutgers coming up the rear, and Michigan is a sleeper team, in my opinion. They had a they had a tough matchup in the opening weekend, and that's why they have some losses. But as they really get going, I mean, they are going to be locked in. And uh, watch out, Michigan, your team. It's going to make a matchup. So Big Ten, pretty competitive. And that's and and it's going to be that way. Yeah, yeah, no, the Big Ten. Nobody came into the year ranked in the top twenty-five. Maryland, uh, Maryland, mm-hmm. though, uh, yeah, only took them one weekend to uh, kind of oh, spoil yeah. the party and uh, and get that's them. That's right. Uh, yeah, spoil the party for one of our Big Twelve teams. You know, was unranked, but just to be able to go on the road far from home, uh, mm-hmm. sweep that team, and uh, and again there. The Big Ten is showing to go. They they even in, with their challenges they have geographically, um, and you know maybe in a conference that just doesn't prioritize. If we're to be honest, there within conference leadership and individual school leadership just doesn't prioritize uh, baseball as much as you know say other conferences. They they play some good ball uh, up there in the Midwest and along the Rust Belt. Um, so it's uh, it's fun to see that pro see that conference continue uh, to unfold here as uh, as the season progresses. And I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, yeah, what, what Maryland's going to continue to do with some of these other programs. You know, they're sitting right there. They're, they're going and playing tough schedules right now. They're starting to prepare themselves for conference play. Um, I, uh, 
I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it all unfolds here for, uh, for our friends in the Big Ten. Let's yeah. talk. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the conference that is owned by one man, Tommy Boy, Tommy, Tommy Tanks. <laughs> yes, we're going to talk now about the ACC, uh, and we will start <laughs> off, uh, you know, as, kind of as we're, we go through each of these conferences here, we start out with the uh, the high, we kind of try to keep things in the order of where they are within the rankings here. And yes, the NC State Wolfpack, sitting right now just inside the top 10 at number nine. Uh, Tommy's world has now turned into Tommy's planet. Uh, it, was a, <laughs> it was an expo- offensive explosion uh, this weekend in a, in a series out in Raleigh that lifted the, uh, the Wolfpack to a midweek victory. Uh, they get, so first off, they got a midweek victory over Longwood. So always great to start off your, your week by taking care of those midweek victories, those RPI billing teams, the one, the, the these games that work the, uh, that, that work, you know, a lot of like your relief pitching and give you kind of a little bit of time to experiment and see like where your depth is, like where things need to be cleaned up and get yourself prepared for the, for the weekend series to come. They take care of business there with Longwood. And then they, uh, they then take care of the three and O sweep over Quinnipiac in Raleigh. Uh, we'll get more into Tommy's stats here, stuff that I found in a second. And I know you, uh, uh, boom, you've got, uh, you, you really were following, uh, Tommy's oh, journey yeah. pretty closely over the weekend. It's hard not all to, sorts man. Of, yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> just, it's taken over content creators everywhere. I'm just like following, uh, Sky's journey they're, right now. While they're hopping on the Tommy train, baby. Yes, sir. It's a, uh, Tommy Jack's left and right for everybody for, for forget those flapjacks. I want to be served Tommy Jack's, uh, exactly. And so, uh, yeah, you probably got some, some stats to kind of, and observations more to go in with this guy here in a second. When we wrap it up, but kind of running through everything else here that we've, uh, got to talk about in the ACC. Then we move on to, uh, the, Next ranked team in the ACC, the Florida State Seminoles. They did drop a midweek matchup with Jacksonville, three to two, uh, but they did take the two to one series win over Samford, uh, Samford Bulldogs, small school up in Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, but a pretty decent baseball program at that. That was uh, was in the NCAA tournament last year, had a regional appearance. Um, Samford, I believe beat them in, uh, in 10 innings today. So that one went to extras and unfortunately the Seminoles not, could not quite get the sweep, but if you can't get the sweep, the next best thing is to get the series win, uh, to continue to build your resume for the year. Georgia tech, once again, they went, uh, they went on the road. Uh, I believe it was this, uh, this weekend, um, for, for their games kind of getting away from the, the cold for some better conditions for baseball. They were 3-0 and on the weekend with blowout victories over Marist and Monmouth. A second game with Marist was supposed to be played today, but that was canceled um, due to weather. I believe they were playing down in South Carolina, and the East Coast had a lot of rain and storms were rolling through the area today. So that uh, they ended up canceling, uh, canceling kind of some final slate of games here on the day on that part of the country. Georgia Tech, this is a team here at number 19 right now that they uh, they continue to be hot at the plate and with tons of potential. And if the pitching can just hold their own, if they can get, uh, get their starting and relief pitching kind of situations figured out and get some more durability and reliability there, uh, this team could be very, very dangerous and make a deep run in the postseason, if not go to Omaha this year. 
so they dropped one midweek game at Georgia Southern. That game was an 11-6 loss. Actually, it was a 10-6 loss, a uh, correction there. Uh, but they did also then have another midweek game when uh, versus the Presbyterian Blue Hose at home. Um, so they had to go on the road for Georgia Southern, lost that one, got to come back home the next day, got a nice win over Presbyterian. And then they got the 3-0 weekend sweep over Gardner-Webb in blowout fashion for uh, for all three of those games. So we, we started uh, jacking up like 10 or more runs as they were doing regularly in these games, but your, uh, your, your, your bullpen held their own in that, uh, your, your starting pitching, your bullpen held their own in that situation. That's a good sign there for the Yellow Jackets. Duke, they had a midweek 8-5 win over Appalachian State, as we talked about earlier with Baylor, who they faced uh, up against in Waco this weekend. They dropped the series opener over uh, uh, over Baylor, the Bears, 4-2, and ultimately the series, but they did salvage one win today. So, hey, you can't, uh, yeah, you know, certainly not a not a killer for, um, for, for Duke to have lost that series on the road. We expect them to ultimately be a good team this year to, to still be in regionals. Uh, however, uh, yeah, you can't get that, uh, get the series salvage a win. It's uh, nothing to be ashamed about. It's uh, something you get to add on to your win column uh, for the year and to build that resume. Miami, they earned a nine, convincing nine to one victory over Florida Atlantic at home. The Hurricanes did drop their first game of a three-game series with the Harvard Crimson on Friday nights in Coral Gables. But let's give it up once again for our Ivy League friends there. Uh, in this case, the Harvard Crimson. This was Harvard's first baseball game in 719 days. Because uh, for those of y'all who follow college sports, uh, you may remember that last year during the 2020-2021 school year, uh, all Ivy League programs elected not to participate in any sports at all because of the COVID pandemic situation. Um, so it's it, here this year with the 2021-2022 season, all sports have been back in full swing again. Um, so the uh, Canes ultimately came back to win the series two to one. Uh, they, they continue to look like a team that just has explosive offensive talent and really be shored up on the mound here. Something that is a good sign for going deep into the postseason. But once again, got to hand it to Harvard. Uh, you know the the bookworms, man. They they got some they got some athletic talent. You know you see especially in teams like in sports like baseball and basketball, the, the, you've got the, these teams, you know, they make their run through uh, the NCAA tournament. Uh, they make their run through the conference tournament. Somebody gets into the NCAA tournament and they just become an easy team, uh, whichever program it is to root for and to want to see be successful. I believe, uh, you know, the only loss that you were talking about with Texas A&M uh, earlier, the only loss was also to the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, that AM has another uh, Ivy League program. So Ivy League is, uh, you know, they're showing they're showing their teeth here against some good teams um, to start out their baseball season again for the first time in two years. So yeah, Props making up for lost time. Absolutely, making up for lost time. As uh, as many of us are doing with different aspects <laughs> of our life right now. Uh, yeah. Non-ranked teams here. Just a quick rundown with them. Uh, the Boston College Eagles. They opened up the weekend with a seven-six victory at Presbyterian. The Eagles since dropped two games to George Mason and South Carolina upstate uh, in a uh, tournament down South Carolina. They were playing in once again, as I talked about with the weather, a final game against upstate on Sunday was originally scheduled. However, that ended up being canceled. 
Clemson, potentially, I, I'm looking at Clemson as a potential uh, team for entering the rankings this coming week, uh, slipping into one of those 21 through 25 spots. Uh, they did get a midweek victory on Tuesday over the College of Charleston, and then they got a three-game sweep of Hartford this weekend. Louisville, they earned a 2-1 to series victory over Dartmouth at home. Good for them. And uh, I believe they may have one final game with Dartmouth that they're they're finishing up uh, there, or that may be someone else I'm thinking of. North Carolina, this program also I'm looking at to potentially enter into uh, one of those 21 through 25 spots this week. Uh, the Tar Heels, the Diamond Heels, that is, as they uh, affectionately call themselves in Chapel Hill for baseball, they look like they're outperforming their modest expectations so far. They picked up a 5-1 to midweek victory over the Elon Phoenix. Uh, and then they clint so far have a two to nothing series victory clinched over East Carolina. They are finishing up a game right now. Uh, they play those first two games against the, the pirates of East Carolina, this series at home. And they're doing the final one on the road in Greenville, which I believe is still being played right now, but regardless, they've got a serious clinching victory there. And East Carolina is a program that looks like it's reeling right now. Like they really got some issues and they're uh, about to fall out of the rankings altogether as it is right now. Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Panthers, they played in the Music City College Classic this weekend. They went down in Nashville. They went three and one on the weekend, splitting a series with Bradley and then sweeping Lipscomb. Virginia, the Hoos, they picked up a midweek victory over VMI, the Virginia Military Institute, on Wednesday in convincing fashion, 14 to nothing. And then they got a 3 0 sweep of Cornell uh, coming to play in Charlottesville. And that was also in convincing fashion. They outscored the Big Red 60 12 on the weekend. Virginia Tech, it's been a nice start for the Hokies this year. They achieved a 3 nothing 3 0 sweep of Fordham in Blacksburg. Wake Forest, they got a convincing midweek victory over UNC Greensboro, 23-3, and then they swept New Jersey Tech 4-0 in Winston-Salem this weekend. Uh, let's pull the stats. Let's take a look here at what we've got stat-wise for um, Friday and Saturday here, what came from the <laughs> ACC. Uh, the eight, I'm going to say this. If the, if the SEC is the best conference in baseball right now, I think the ACC is not far behind because the mm, ACC is once again yeah. full of these programs that they uh, from that that really yeah are short up on the mound pitching wise and then have guys that can rake it at the plate uh, exactly. and they also have great situational awareness to be able to get on base to be able to push runs across. Um, so yeah, let's take a look here at some of these uh, some of these notable hitters from Friday here. Jake Galoff, Virginia. Uh, when Virginia was playing Cornell, three at bats, three runs, three hits, uh, eight runs batted in. Jack Hurley from Virginia Tech, three at bats, two runs, three hits, three runs batted in. Yep. And once again, the man himself, Tommy, Tommy White. White. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he Tommy White. He started, he started getting his uh he started filling up his plate with his Tommy Jacks on Friday. Yes. There is in that first game against Quinnipiac, five at bats, two runs, two hits, six runs batted in, only one strikeout. Elite. Two bombs. That yeah, day. two bombs. That is just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he just he never stops. He never really never stops. A few other notable names: Joe Vitrano. 
from Boston College, five at-bats, two runs, two hits, three runs batted in. And then Drew Compton from Georgia Tech, four four at-bats, two hits, three runs, three runs batted in. Man, there's just some great talent there at the plate for this Atlantic Coast Conference uh, oh, here yes. from what we saw on Friday night. Let's see what he let's see what Tommy did here on Saturday. I'll Leave. tell you what he did. Oh um, yeah. Five five at bats, <laughs> two hits, three runs, four runs batted in. No homers on Saturday, but regardless, once again, a very stout performance uh here. Uh for as we are seeing and living vicariously through tommy's world tommy's world once again it's become tommy's planet like it's not just the world now like there's a whole there is a whole like there is a whole atmosphere that this man has developed around his game and he's becoming a legend quickly here within college baseball as a true freshman let's take a look at some of the pitching uh performance as well parker messick from, from florida state on friday seven innings pitched only allowed one hit 13 strikeouts. I mean, yeah, credit for the win. Goodness gracious. Um, down here. Nick Dean from Maryland, seven innings pitched, only allowed three hits, seven strikeouts. Credited with the win. Elite. Repping the Big Ten, baby. Yep. Griffin Green from Virginia Tech, six innings pitched, only allowed two hits, five strikeouts. Credited with the game win. And then on Saturday here, um, Saturday back to hitting real quick. We also got to give a shout out to Kevin Prada from Georgia Tech. Four at bats, four runs, four hits, uh, and six runs batted in. <laughs> that's just pro- that's just production that like you any coach salivates over uh, in college baseball, because you, you want that guy to be in your lineup and you, you are looking for him to be a major contributor. Max Wagner for Clemson, six hits, uh, four runs, four hits, I believe six RBI for this guy, five RBI, excuse me. Um, and once again, Tommy white, yeah, as we talked about a second ago, had a ridiculous performance there too, even without it, man, just a, there is, there's so much talent in the ACC, and I think a lot of it flew under the radar, but it's, um, but it's starting to show more. Man, talk to us about Tommy. You, you were really following him close oh, this weekend. Yeah. What, what do you observe about this guy's play? Well, it's just he's got the hot bat, and it just never, ever stops. I mean, I got his I got his season stats right here. He had three bombs on the first day of the season. And you know what the other team did, Evansville? They intentionally walked him on that Saturday and on that Sunday. Yeah, he's got five walks total. On Saturday, as of this recording, he had a doubleheader, and he hit a bomb in both of those games. He's got nine bombs so far. In eight games. <laughs> so he's averaging over one homer per game. He didn't hit a home run on the Tuesday and Wednesday, respectively, but he's been hitting at least one homer every day on the weekend. So when the weekend comes around, he brings his good bat. He brings his court metal bat, I guess. <laughs> but this guy, 588 average, nine home runs. He has one. Um, 
six he has one stolen base uh this guy has um one double so i mean when he hits for power they're going over the fence he's got 29 rbis i mean my goodness he has more home runs than team than entire teams do and that that's not like I'm talking to a majority of D1 teams. A majority of D1 teams, they don't even have nine home runs total. But Tommy White, it's just, it's the long ball. The long ball is king in baseball. It's been the king in baseball ever since the live ball era. And this guy, he is the face of baseball. You have content creators that normally cover Major League Baseball. They're saying, forget that. We're, we're all in on Tommy. And this guy, he's got the long hair. He's got the beard. I mean, the guy is six foot, 242 pounds from St. Pete Beach, Florida. Uh, my goodness. It's just, we are just going to have a segment on our show called This Week in Tommy News or Tommy White <laughs> News or something like that. Because I don't see this guy cooling down at all. And I've tweeted, he just needs to skip the miners and just go to a major league roster once the season's done the season's done trav in june so they can just a team can just pick him up at the trade deadline <laughs> slap him into a lineup yeah i want i can't remember who it was but there was a tcu player back in like 2014 that did that like he was a <laughs> he was a pitcher in the college world series and he uh and he got picked up by i believe it was the royals then, like, yeah, right. Like at the trade deadline, like after he was exactly. like college ball, it was pitching in the college. It was pitching in the World Series for the Royals. Uh, <laughs> here, it can happen. This episode of No Doubter was produced by Barrett Bostick and Travis Loffley and edited by Travis Bostick. Our logo was designed by Lindsay Soblick.